Never seen that in a church before, have you? <laughs> I told you this morning would be a little bit different. So, who's confused? All right. You knew we were focusing on youth this Sunday, but you didn't expect ninjas, right? So why, other than the fact that it's fun to do and cool to watch, did we agree to a hostile ninja takeover this morning? Well, I wanted this morning's service to answer three important questions. One, what do youth contribute to this church? Two, what does the church have to offer youth? And three, how can you help? The ninja display helped demonstrate an answer to the first question. What do youth bring to the church? Or in other words, why should adults permit these loud, messy, sometimes smelly human beings to be a part of what we do every Sunday? First here on the list is their amazing creativity. The minute I told the youth group that they'd be in charge of the service today, they started brainstorming tons of creative ideas about how to run things. The ninja intro came out of that brainstorming session, as did the rest of the things you'll see this morning. If I asked any one of you to run the service, I seriously doubt you would have come up with, I'll come in as a ninja. So, well, that's just a great blessing, all this creativity and, um, and just the fun that they bring. Another thing that they bring is energy. As you can see, I mean, they've been bouncing around all morning. Some of them have been here since 8 o'clock this morning. Um, and it's just been a huge gift that they've given us. And they're still energetic and smiling and giggling and doing cartwheels and, you know, all that stuff. If I could get the 8.30 and 11.15 services to have half that much energy, I think we'd be in good shape. So, youth have an amazing zest and enthusiasm and joy. And you can't have a thriving church without zest and enthusiasm and joy. So we have a lot to learn from all these guys. Another thing that they bring is honesty. You'll see that powerfully illustrated in a minute, so I won't spoil it for you. Teenagers don't quite have their masks in place yet. Their interactions with the world are more raw, more honest than most adults. It's one of the things that makes working with youth such a thrill. They demand authenticity. And there's nothing more honest than the face of a high school kid. I can tell instantly when I'm being boring or when I've had a good idea, and I love that. As most of you know, I spent my middle school and high school years as an atheist. And during that time, I went to only one event held by my church's youth group. It was a Super Bowl party. This is when we lived in Dallas, and the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, and so everybody was really into football. I was definitely a Fairweather fan on that one. Um, I remember the food was really good. We had those giant sub sandwiches, and I think it was the first time I'd ever seen a dozen meats all on one sandwich. So that was cool. But other than that, the experience was absolutely awful. I didn't go to the same school as the rest of the kids in the youth group, and I didn't know any of them. They all ignored me completely, and the adults weren't much better. And football games are long, so you can imagine that I spent a pretty crappy four hours. There was no mention of God and no evidence of his influence on any of the kids or adults. So that was it for me and youth group. When I was in high school, I decided I wanted to be a high school English teacher when I grew up. So I spent my summers during college working with high school students in a summer program on campus. After graduation, I tutored high schoolers and looked for teaching jobs, but various things kept getting in the way. So I began working not as a teacher, but in the career services office at UT, helping college students find a job. After that, I worked with high schoolers and college students who were trying to get into college or grad school. It was only when I took a job at the church that I stopped helping young students find their way to a future and started working with adults. 
And adults, I love you all dearly, but if you had the curiosity and the honesty and the creativity and the sense of fun and the fire of any of these kids, I'd love you a whole lot more. Do you remember what it was like to be a teenager? Do you remember what it's like to be terrified and excited and insecure and angry and hurt and open and curious? Do you remember what it's like to feel like you have no control over your world? I would imagine that a lot of you do right now because the world is much more out of control than it seems like it used to be. Do you remember what it's like to feel like everything changes every day and sometimes those changes are the end of your world? Do you remember what it's like just to feel so many different things all at the same time, all the time? Even if you do remember what it was like when you were a teenager, you don't have a clue about what it's like to be a teenager now. I'm nearer my high school years than a lot of you, and even I was shocked and alarmed when I heard from some of these kids what life is like in their schools every day. And we're not talking about a school in the inner city of Detroit or one of the terrible shootings or some of the violence that we've seen in the news over the past couple of years. We're talking about Lake Travis. There's unbelievable pressure on these kids. Pressure to drink, to do drugs, to dress provocatively, to sleep around, to lie, to cheat, all that stuff. And that's on top of the general teenage hazards of mean people and shifting friendships and the chaos of hormones. And yet in the midst of all of this, these kids come to church. They come to this church. They bring their smiling faces and their sense of fun. They babysit your kids or skateboard in your neighborhood or serve you a meal in one of the local restaurants. You have countless opportunities to interact with these amazing, courageous, creative kids. Don't let those go to waste. You as individuals and we as a church need to recognize that each of these students has something unique and valuable to offer, and we can help each one in innumerable ways. So think back to when you were a teenager. Think about the adults you knew at that time in your life. I hope that each of you can think of at least one adult who had a relationship with you, whether it was a teacher or a coach or a pastor or just a friend. I would bet that you're a better person today because of that relationship. Imagine if each one of the people in this church offered that kind of friendship, support, and care to each of the students in our youth group. Think how that would impact the next generation of Christians. Think how that would impact the next generation of leaders. Think how that would impact the world. We chose as our tagline for this sermon, we believe youth lead. And whether or not you believe that youth should be in charge, eventually they're going to be. In 20 years, these kids are running this place. They're going to run the world. And we don't have anything that we can do to control that or change that. What we can do is impact the way they lead. We can give them the foundation in God's word and God's love to help them make better decisions now and in the future. We can give them just the knowledge of God's grace and love, and that's life-changing in itself. We can give them wise counsel, advice, and support, which is something I think we can all need, especially in high school and middle school. So think about that, and think about the amazing impact you could have just by being friendly to these guys, just being a smiling face, a loving hand, just helping them out. I wanted to introduce you guys to two members of our youth group who are going to tell you a little bit more about what it's like um, in their world. And the two folks who are going to talk to us are Haley Payne and Caitlin Patterson. And Haley's going to start us off.
Okay, hi, um, I'm Haley Payne, and I am a 10th grader at Lake Travis High School. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that strange man that stands up here and talks to you every Sunday is my dad. Um, and I know what thoughts are going through your head right now. Oh, you know what I hear about those preacher's kids. Pretty rebellious and crazy, and they're not very good news. Well, there are exceptions to that rule. My sister and I are not rebellious children at all. Um, but, gosh, I always mess up on this part. Um, another thing that we are different from other preacher's kids is that we actually enjoy coming to church. Um, I was just telling my dad that the other Sunday that I don't wake up in the morning feeling like I'm going to church. It doesn't feel like church. It just feels like family and friends getting together and worshiping God, which is awesome. Because um, who wants to go to something that's like boring? That's not fun. So, um, and this church has helped me through a lot of struggles, and especially in my high school career. Um, and thank you for that. But now to the good stuff. High school. High school can either be the best, the worst, or maybe somewhere in between years of your life. Um, for me, it's been in between. Um, and some words that come to mind when you think of high school are probably those cliques, um, the cliche things that happen in the movies and media. Well, like the jocks, the preps, the mean girls, the nerds, the goss, all that stuff, those are real. Believe it or not, they are, they exist. And some are more like obvious than others, but they are there. Um, and there's pressure that involves in those cliques everywhere. Um, pressure to be cool. And some things that define cool are drinking makes you cool, um, drugs make you cool, cussing makes you cool, Dressing inappropriately makes you cool, um, gossiping, being rude, um, and some other stuff that I won't get into makes you cool. So that's kind of the pressure that we're dealing with every day. And I got involved with one of those groups in seventh grade-ish, um, but back then it wasn't like bad. We was all hunky-dory and we were best friends and nothing ever went wrong. and. We'd have sleepovers and go to movies, and it was a blast. But then eighth grade came along, and with that came drama. And we couldn't have a sleepover without someone crying, and it was so miserable, and um, mainly the person was crying because everyone else was ganging up on that person, and it was not good news. Um, and I was that victim sometimes, and sometimes I wasn't. I was the person that was being the bully, and um, I'm not proud of that, but I, real, I didn't realize then, but I was slowly taking more and more steps back away from my relationship with God. And I realize now that I was trying too hard to please them instead of pleasing God, and I was tr trying too hard to be like them instead of being like God. And um, I didn't realize that until last year, my freshman year, um, about the first semester, I realized I wasn't happy, and then I realized why. It's because I wasn't following God's path for me. And um, I talked to a few people at the church about it. They gave me some great advice and help. And I prayed to God every night to please turn me back to him. And he did. And now I feel free. It's like amazing feeling to know that I can go to school with that confidence that I am beautifully and wonderfully made through Christ who loves me. And that is the most awesome feeling there is. And you can face anything during your day with that knowledge. Um, but it's nice to know that we have the support here and the love and support that we get from y'all. And 
that helps me and others I know face the day too. And I also love going to school and seeing my youth group um, high five and what's up and that just makes my day and then I'm happy for the rest of the day because I know that I have friends that love me back at my church even if I don't have that at school. So just keep praying for us and that's all. Now Caitlin Patterson. Thank you. Hi, my name is Caitlin Patterson and I'm in sixth grade and I go to Lake Travis Middle School and I want to tell you about kid, what kids like me go through a lot. Kids like me have people who are nice to them and that are their friends and then there are the people who are not nice and that bully them really badly. And this is how they treat them. They gossip about them, they start rumors, they push them around until they can't take it anymore and go to the counselors. Well, the counselors take the bully out of class to talk to them, which gets the bully in trouble. And then the bully goes back to the kid, bullies them more because they got them in trouble. So in middle school, you can't really get out of, you can't really get bullies away from you. But now I'm gonna tell you how youth group helps you. Youth group is a place where you can go to hang out, talk about your problems and what happened that week in school and out. It's also a place where you can just go talk to your friends and have fun. And I know it doesn't make the bullies go away. It just makes it really easy to deal with them. Thank you. All right, so that gives you an idea um, 
of some of the differences between their lives in school, their lives in the, in the world, and then their lives at youth group and, and in church on Sundays. Um, I have to say my favorite one is David's about the food. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so now you've gotten to see a little bit about um, what the youth have to offer the church and also what the church has to offer the youth. Um, so now the third thing is, well, what can you do to help? Um, and we have a couple of things. Um, the first one is prayer. Um, and so far I haven't managed to describe this one without crying, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. But um, uh, you can have an incredible impact on these kids just by getting to know them, get to know their names, and pray for them. Um, when I was, I'm going to do it again. Um, when I was going through uh, middle school, high school, college, um, I, my mom had a group of women who prayed for me constantly. Um, sorry, some of them were in this church, um, and they didn't see anything happen at the time, but I never would be where I am today without those prayers. So um, I'm incredibly grateful. I think they're still a little surprised um, about the impact of those prayers, but. Um, so you never know what just your little prayer for one of these kids, um, the fruit that that will bear down the years. Um, and certainly it, it'll help them immediately too, just if they know that there's a community of people praying for them, that that in itself is, is sort of an eye-opening experience of, of God's love through people. So I encourage you to do that. Remember them in your prayers. Um, get to know their names. Pray for them. Um, that type of thing. Another thing you can do that is great is to be a small group leader. Um, we're going to start small groups in a couple of weeks just to get these kids really connected, um, to get them deeper into God's word, to get them just the support and, and love that they um, need. And if you're interested in helping with that, we can always use more adults to, to help out, whether it's, you know, every week or if it's, you know, once a month you want to come and, and contribute, um, that would be great. Um, another thing you can do is just participate in some of the events that we do. Um, bring snacks to youth group. Um, you know, come with us on a movie night. Come, you know, play rock band with us um, if you dare uh, one Friday night. Things like that uh, are a great way to just get involved and just help them know that there are adults in this community that care about them and that want to spend time with them. Um, a third one is one that um, surprised me when the kids brought it up. Um, they said, you know, involve us in the church's ministries. Uh, and I hadn't really thought that through, but what a great opportunity. They want to be involved. They want to help serve. Um, they, they just don't, you know, they don't want to step on territory and they don't know what they're doing necessarily. So bring them alongside you. If you're greeting one morning, bring a kid who's got a great smile and have them help you. They're amazing at it. Um, bring them into the nursery if you've got your hands full in there. Um, help them, you know, don't just throw them into a corner full of toddlers, but, you know, help them tell them how to, what they can do to help, things like that. Um, we've got a couple of kids helping with Church Under the Bridge this morning, and I'm so proud of them for that. Um, that's a great, great thing. So just always keep in mind, hey, there's all these youth here, and, and they've got great energy and enthusiasm. So involve them in any of the ministries that you're involved with in the church. Um, and the fourth one, they're going to do a skit about it, so I don't want to ruin it. Um, but it's don't be evil, um, which to explain that a little bit is just basically be nice. Don't be, you know, the mean church lady. Don't, um, I don't know if you've seen that nationwide insurance commercial where this sort of young guy hits an old lady in a parking lot he hits her car and um he gets out he's oh i'm so so sorry and, and she gets out and says you know stuff your sorries in a sock and she starts wailing on him with her purse um don't be that lady so just be nice to them and um you know if they're being loud in a service don't give them that mean glare you know it's hard for them to sit still this long on a sunday morning just be grateful they're here 
Um, you know, that, that type of stuff. But they, they'll illustrate it a little more effectively than I can um, describe it. So um, you guys want to go ahead? Yeah, don't, don't let them drive golf carts. <laughs> Especially not David. <laughs> That's one ministry we don't want them to be involved in. It's the golf cart ministry. All right. They're going to do the skit. Please, don't take the following act lightly. Let us be free. Can I have a donut? No. Absolutely not. But why not? Kids at Blankford United Methodist Church are not allowed to have freedom of choice. If you object one more time, you will get... What was that? It's the Let Him Have Ninja! You can have the entire ecosystem of donuts. Thank you.
darkest place Cause love is in your powerful name We shine a light of beauty and grace We're living in the name that can save We sing to you the song of the redeemed You beautiful 
Shine the light of 